Welcome to Conversations with Coaches, where top executive coaches talk about the leadership tools that shape their practice and then give them to you for free. This is a stakeholder-centered coaching production where we believe everyone deserves a stakeholder-centered leader. I'm Brandon Murgard, CEO and Master Coach, and I'll be your host as we take you inside the Coach's Toolbox. The best part of this season is you get to keep the tools. We're giving each resource to our listeners for free as part of our mission to measurably improve leadership effectiveness around the world. You can download all the tools at mgscc.net forward slash coach dash toolbox. That's mgscc.net forward slash coach dash toolbox. And by the way, if you are a certified stakeholder center coach, then you already have access to all these tools inside of your SEC coach portal. So get your tool today. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Depending on where your seat is located, brace yourself, because in today's episode, you're going to embark on a journey of enlightenment with our guest. He's the human equivalent of Google when it comes to credibility and leadership. He's a veritable credibility king. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome credibility expert Mitchell Levy. He is a two-time TEDx speaker, an international best-selling author of 60 books. His words have the power to inspire and transform. As an executive coach, he's been instrumental in shaping leaders, earning him a spot in Marshall Goldsmith's prestigious 100 Coaches community. His entrepreneurial ventures are as impressive with 20 successful businesses to his name, including four publishing companies that have published over 750 books. His strategic insights have benefited hundreds of companies, and he's even chaired the board of a NASDAQ-listed company. Today, Mitchell will share his wisdom on showing up consistently with clarity. It's a tool designed to help you enhance your personal brand and credibility. This is going to be a great conversation, so get ready to level up your game, and please join me in welcoming Mitchell Levy. Mitchell, thank you for being here today. Brandon. That's the most impressive by our reading. I want just that recording, and I'll 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 use that to introduce me going forward. Thank you. Uh, happy to be here. Honored. Wow. Just you know, fold me up and stick me in your pocket, Mitchell. I'll pop out and give a little intro anytime you uh, <clears throat> are walking on stage. Uh, and you know, I think I think we'd have fun with that. Um, but you know, I want to start out with uh, I want to start out with gratitude. You know, it's such a good way to kick things off. I'm, of course, grateful that you're here today. But for those of you who don't know, um, a few months ago, Mitchell helped me get some serious clarity on my on my CPOP, which I'm hoping that we'll get into some of today. Um, it's it's a handful of words that very accurately describes the type of clients that are most attracted to working with me, um, and this has given me an immense amount of confidence to say yes faster as I'm able to identify the right people more quickly, um, but also to say no far more often than I had done previously. Um, So I want to start off by just thanking you for sharing your wisdom with me in the past, and I'm looking forward to paying it forward with our audience today. Oh, I'm I'm honored. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Really, thank you. Actually, Brandon, I I will jump off for a second, which is really fascinating. This thing called a CPOP, it, it... the law, the words are customer point of possibilities. Think of this as the playground you play in. And what's fascinating is when you, I'm playing you a compliment, by the way, it's just going to take 30 seconds to get there. Um, 
when you actually articulate the playground you play in, everything happens easier. You you know what to do. You know what not to do. You you articulate that very well. I've actually done this now over a thousand times. And what I do is I can actually feel the resonance, the, the words that represent that person's playground, typically less than 10 words. I've done this over a thousand times and had a thousand people feel good about it. Now, here's where the compliment comes in. Over 900 of those times, the person on the other end forgets it somewhere between two hours and, and two weeks. Because what happens is as they start sharing how good they feel, Somebody in their network that they actually trust, know, and love, somebody in their network says, you know what? Those are not the right words. Let's change them. And the person themselves says, okay. What I'm honored is that you're in the 10%. You're in that group that said, Mitchell, I got it. This is me. I know what to do. And so I'm. So that's my, my longer way of saying thank you for being you. Well, can I, can I share what mine is? Am I going to jump ahead in, in our discussion? Oh, sure. We'd love that. I remember sitting down with you and Aaron Wheeler in Nashville. Boy, what an experience with the uh, the bird that snuck indoors and kind of hung out with us while we were there talking for. <laughs> we had to had to do it. So this is interesting. So somewhere in the in the time we were talking, we had like two hours. Somewhere in the time we're talking, a bird appeared and landed on. It was like really close to your shoulder. And I'm like, man, that's a good omen. And then about fifteen minutes later, the bird actually had a poop on directly on my laptop. <laughs> and and now in some cultures, that's also a good omen, but I'm not sure I thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was the sea poop, not the sea pop. Good. We are, we are quickly barreling towards the lowest common denominator in the conversation. That's so funny. Uh, what I, what I distinctly remember was going through the sea pop course. And of course I'm going through this and thinking this is, this is, it's one of those like, uh, People talk about aha moments. This was like a duh moment. Like, why haven't you been doing this the whole time? I got through it and I drafted a couple of them. I sent them to you and we sat down. And when I was able to, for the first time, verbalize this to you, I felt like, yeah, that's me. That's me. What I'm doing, literally leaving my mouth. And I know whoever hears this, if they are interested in the playground I play in, they're going to come and play with me. And I don't need to sell anything to them. I don't need to have you know, benefits of working with me, or here's what I do different. It's like, Hey, here's my playground. Anyone's welcome to play, but you got to do like the tools, uh, the, the toys that are here on my playground. Um, and so I've been able to use this in my sales and marketing copy. I've been able to use this at, um, networking events. The one you and I were at recently it was so much easier to say my CPOP is uh, the leaders who are most attract people who are most attracted to working with me are leader executives looking to be recognized and acknowledged as more effective leaders. That's it. And if you don't want to be recognized as a more effective leader, I'm probably not the person to work with. If you want to be recognized for something different, probably not. If you're not an executive, probably not. All of this just piles it into one. And so um, I know that the tool we'll get in today also builds on dovetails with and expands into the CPOP. So Let's start off, Mitchell, with, you know, can you give us a brief uh, overview? What's the, what's the Mitchell-Levy landscape that got you to where you are today? I'm going to share what um, many people think this is credible. I, and I, you did most of it in, in the write-up, but we'll just... So I, I have been, uh, well, let, we'll start with happily married, been happily married now for 33 years, have a 25-year-old son, and he's, he's amazing. And, and so that's probably most important. Okay, what's next? I've uh, been in Silicon Valley for 33 years, as you mentioned, started 20-ish companies. 
the four publishing companies we had, we've published over 750 books. So that's been a fun, a fun role. Um, sitting on the board of an Aztec firm was was absolutely amazing. Did that for nine years. The what I often do is is I will start with my my undergraduate. My undergraduate degree was in stochastic and deterministic models of operational research. So the sure way, or what that real by the way, as long as I could say those syllables, I'm still doing okay. It's when I fumble those syllables, I'm like, oh wait, Mitchell. <laughs> this summer. I was taught how to model people and systems and improve them. And I've always in everything I've done. So, you know, 2005, I'm like, oh, let's start a publishing company. Um, back in 1999, I created the first ever, it was called the e-commerce management program for San Jose State. It was the first program talking about how the internet was going to be used inside of businesses. And it was, it was we had people from around the world fly into Silicon Valley to actually learn how to do this. And that was the program that I created. So I've always found ways to, to see what's going on, to see what's happening and fix them. And what ended up happening was uh, four years ago, I started on a Napoleon Hill journey. I interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility. And, and, and I ended up about 95% of the way through, I had that massive aha moment. And, and what was interesting is I just thought, so the, the aha moment was I figured out the, the core tenets of what is credible. Credibility is, is the quality in which we're trusted, known, and liked. And when I say known, it's not that I know of you, it's that I know you, right? And so, and now there are 10 values associated with trusted, known, and liked. And I thought, once I have these 10 values, this is so amazing. If we just acted credible, we'd be more humane. So in 2021, I did a TEDx, which was the 28th most popular, and it's called We Are Losing Our Humanity, and I'm tired of watching it happen. Now, Brandon, what happened is I spent the next three years deploying, you know, I still had my, uh, and still have my publishing companies. I'm still doing executive coaching, although prior to being enrolled in the 100 Coaches, um, being part of Marshall's program, I actually didn't call myself that. Um, because I, I sat the board of a public firm. I ran four CEO networking groups for a decade. So I just, I, I did the work, but just didn't call myself out. And, and then for three years, I'd been focused on credibility. And what, by the way, I'm going to say this publicly now, my wife was right, right? Okay, so I'm saying this publicly. So, so she said at the beginning, she said, honey, people already think they're credible. And it turns out, regardless of, we're not talking politics, but whether or not you're on one side or the other side, everyone thinks they're credible. Uh, whether or not in, in Europe, or if you're for Brexit, against Brexit, uh, obviously uh, you're credible, right? So what's interesting is when I would talk about credibility, the first thing I would do is say, so what playground do you play? And the way I would do it is, what's your CPOP? And that's what that's what I've now started over the last couple of months. I've started focus very heavily on clarity. Clarity needs to come first. Credibility just comes out of clarity. And that's what the, the gift is focused on. Really, how do we how do we show up in a way that that it's clear in who we are and other people want to recommend us because they realize we're clear on who we are? Yeah, let's I mean this is this is great. And Mitchell, I think we could spend at least two episodes just talking about your um, your background, 
But to fast forward that short circuit a little bit for our listeners, what's what well, you have such a is such a cool background. And every time we talk, um, actually, I'll, I'll share another little side quest. Uh, I realized of all of the guests that we've had over the last two seasons, I think you and I, with the exception of Frank Wagner, maybe Kimberly Gonzalez, I think you and I have gotten to spend the most time together face to face in Tennessee and in California and so forth. Um, and I'm always learning something new about your background as we uh, as we talk. But so I want to I want to jump uh, to the the today with your CPOP. Can you tell us what your CPOP is? Oh, so for me personally, now by the way, the this thing called your CPOP, if that's the playground you plan, it's okay that it changes over time, right? I have an overarching CPOP, and it's four words: CEOs flying like eagles. And when I explain that, the executive coaching I'm doing, it's for me, it's typically companies between five and a hundred million where the CEO's doing a great job and they know what it is. They don't have quiet quitting, everything's going well, and they're actually participating in a time of peace. And they know that war's around the corner. They're either going to be affected by the next recession or the next COVID, or there's an acquisition happening. So that's really when I think about it from an executive coaching perspective. That is the CPOP I use. There's another one that I'm starting to adopt that I really love. And, and, and the way on the advanced CPOPing is you end up having uh, a transition CPOP, you have a foundation CPOP, and you have a working CPOP. But sorry, separate side. The, the transition CPOP I'm moving towards are coaches that have created a job, not a business. And that one hits like, oh, is that me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raise my hand. Yep. Right. And what, Brandon, what, if you think about that CPOP, a lot of times you have these coaches today, really high, high caliber humans. And at some point in time, they were the big cheese, whatever, where, whatever their playground was in. Right. And then they, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm now, it's time for me to move to something else. I, I really have helped my organization a lot. I'm going to be a coach. Let's go to stakeholder center coaching. Let's, let's learn this methodology. By the way, phenomenal. I'm a SEC certified, I'm phenomenal methodology. Right? So let's learn this methodology. And all of a sudden it's going to be like it was. And they're like, oh, wait, well, I don't have any of the things that we used to have. So, so I, let me point out three things. That are that are often part of a company that you, you, you as soon as I say them, you go, yeah, that's that's good. And when you start your own thing, you don't have anymore. Um, one is the water cooler. There is something that's powerful about going to a location where you meet other people, and whether or not you would meet them normally or not, probably not. You're you end up making friendships that you wouldn't have made otherwise. So the water cooler, meeting other people is very cool. The second is. As much as it's fun to be an entrepreneur, there's something also nice about having a, a track you get on. That track is, here's your job, here's your job description, here's how you're successful, here are the tools we've already tested and works for you. When you start your own company, there's such a plethora of things that, are, that, that can happen, right? And then the third is having accountability and mentorship, right? So within a company, you're getting all those, and when you then start working for yourself, you're like, well, what do I do? And then there's all these people with these marketing cookie cutter approaches. And they say, hey, you do this and this will work and you do that. And then we get, it's very confusing. 
And so what often happens is, is as I've been meeting more and more, more and more coaches that are out there in the world, now it could be coaches, could be consultants, but somebody who's really responsible for rainmaking, lead generation, um, people call it prospecting, but it's not, it's really engaging with potential future, future referral partners and, and, and customers. Um, and closing, right? Being able to actually enroll people in all of those and then delivery, right? And so a lot of people like at the company, I just did delivery. I don't have to, I didn't have to worry about this other stuff, right? And so it's, it, this is stuff that's not taught. I got an MBA as well. This is stuff that's not taught in B school. And even if it was, it'd be outdated today because life keeps changing. And so for me, the, the fundamentally, and, and now I'm going to circle back, it goes back to your purpose. It goes back to the playground you, you play in. It goes back to if, if you can clearly articulate, and, and Brendan, I'm going to share, I do have a, a CPOP course, which, which anyone can take. You, you do need to get into Credit Value Nation. You get a one month free to get there, but always ask me, happy to, happy to have you take it. But I'm going to give you everything you need to make it happen for yourself. Okay. It's, it's, I'm going to say it is amazingly simple. And I'm also going to say by the fact that I've done this a thousand times and 900 people forgot it, it's amazingly hard to own, right? So here's the simplicity. It's, it's called customer point of possibilities because if you are a credible human, you are a servant leader. Now, whether you call it servant leader or you are of service to others, if you're a credible human, you are of service to others. So who? <laughs> Right now, a lot of times people say, well, I work for this group and this group and this group and I do this and do that. And we're taught to give the McDonald's menu worth of option items because at least one of them is going to appeal to my audience and somebody's going to say, oh, I love you. I need that. That's not how it works. Specificity and focus is really powerful. Right. So who is it that actually plays in your playground? And the second piece of it is. From their perspective, what is the the pain point that they want to get over, or what is the pleasure point they want to reach? And if you could put that together in less than ten words, and try to make sure you you get rid of any of the marketing cookie cutter stuff, your CPOP is not your tagline. Your CPOP is not going to sell you. Your CPOP is going to do nothing more than to give you an opportunity to say, "Hey, there's a playground I play in. This is it." And for somebody who's interested, by the way, the person who's interested, the way I think about it when I'm talking to somebody else, they could be either a referral partner, they could be someone who could be a client going down the road, or they could be somebody who doesn't care. If they don't care, it doesn't mean they don't care about me, they just don't care about the playground I play in from, from a working perspective. So I speak to somebody as, as they're a potential referral partner. And if, if I said something like, coaches who've created a job and not a business, if you are a referral partner, yeah, what do you mean? I'm feeling that myself. And then when I respond to that, I'm not going to do that at the moment, but when I, when I respond to that, you've already entered my playground. From a credibility perspective, the things that I say are being bounded by the playground we play in. For you, when you share your CPOP and somebody says, tell me more, they're already giving you the respect of understanding the narrow focus of the playground you play in. 
And then you say, how do I work? And then you say, well, I've got this methodology that I work in. It's called Stakeholder-Centered Coaches. It's from Marshall Goldsmith, Yale, the number one CEO coach of the world. And it does these three things that will provide value to the leader to be more successful at who they are and what they do, right? You say those worlds once. If you said that out of the blue, it doesn't have context. If you say it within the playground and they understand it, all of a sudden, you have that's that you're giving them the compass in which to evaluate what you say next. You know, what's <clears throat> this has solved all the problems that you've mentioned. And as a coach, it solved a whole separate set of, of, I think, almost universal problems, which is when someone says, what do you do? And I think many coaches kind of think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a coach. Yeah, I know, you know I need to explain this in a way that this person who maybe has no idea what I do can understand. The problem that comes up with that is I spend a lot of time justifying what I'm doing and they spend a lot of time assume, filling in the blanks with assumptions. So when I say I'm a coach, oh, so you guys work with motivation and you do, you do, you know, big uh, cheerleading conferences and so I just, no, no, I, here's what I do. It's like, okay, well now I'm course correcting. Instead, when I say I work with uh, leaders who, uh, executives who want to be recognized and acknowledged as more effective leaders, they know exactly what I do. They don't pour their assumptions on me. And I have a very clear pathway, as you said, to establish my credibility on the backside of that playground. Um, it's, it's just, even as you said, um, coaches who have designed a job for themselves, is that say that line one more time? Oh, it's close enough. Uh, coaches who've created a job, not a business. You know, I'm, I'm the CEO of the world's largest executive coaching network. I, as soon as you say that, I feel vulnerable. <laughs> I feel seen. By the way, I, me too. I mean, I, I'm a client of my own, of this job. I mean, I, you know, I have to be, right? If, otherwise, I, how can I be good at it, right? So. Totally. And I, you know, even in that vulnerability, I don't feel scared. I don't feel um, threatened. But what I do feel is Mitchell sees me and Mitchell very well may have what, what I need to not be described that way. And it's not threatening. It's just, wow. Okay. So Mitchell, what's the first reaction? Tell me more, tell me more. And I've invited you to tell me more. And if you're a coach and you can get a leader to say, Hey, that's really cool. Tell me more about that. Boy, 50% of your job is done right there. So this is really powerful for those of you who are listening or coaches, consultants. I mean, if you're, if you're teachers, trainers, facilitators, anything that people might make some assumptions or already have that about what your profession is, um, the CPOP is important. So let me transition this now, Mitchell, to how you can use, how people show up consistently with clarity. Tell me a little bit about this and tell me about the tool we're looking at today. So the, the tool we're looking at is the end result of, of thousands of hours of work and research compiled into one infographic, right? And when, when I um, finished the, the Napoleon Hill study, so this was uh, over, well, started four years ago, so finished it three years ago-ish, and and I decided it was time to deploy credibility. One of the products, one of the ways that we we started deploying it is called the Ultimate Credibility Bootcamp. Um, it is a 15 and a half hour event over two and a half days. And it it covered how to show up 
I often use the word asynchronous and synchronous since people go, Mitchell, what does that mean? So and how do you show up when you're when you're in person? How do you show up when you're when you're online, right? So your social media, your website. And what happens is we've been taught that, well, I have a presence on LinkedIn and that's going to look different than my presence on Facebook because Facebook people want to see it in a different way. That's going to look different. Oh, I got a TikTok thing. I'm going to do differently there. And and the thing that's really fascinating is there's there really is you. I mean, you may do multiple things in life, but the playground you play in should be consistently seen across your, I'm going to say asynchronous presence, but across your social media, across your website. If If for me, and I'm a big referral partner to people I work with, if I'm going to refer you, you, you have to show up well, because if you don't show up well, and, and I'm sharing with people how, how they should show up, I can't refer you, even if you are a good human, right? You ever do this? Like it, 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 you say, hey, you got to use this person. They're great. Just don't look at their website. It, it stinks. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work, right? So the, the cheat sheet is, in essence, um, over a two-year period, we were giving the Ultimate Credibility Bootcamp quarterly. It's this 16-hour event, some amazing video testimonials um, because it's so transformative. And it represents a summary of those 16 hours. There, there are basically six segments. It's going to ask you questions and it's going to give you recommended prescriptions. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things you can look at at a glance and go, oh yeah, this is simple. Got it. You could spend a lot of time just asking yourself those questions. And and to answer yours coming back, clarity is knowing who you are and how you show up in a way that it's easy for people to recommend you. Clarity and or credibility is consistently showing that in your actions and how you're seen both on and offline. Ooh, that's a good definition. I need that again. <laughs> yeah. So... The boot camp is actually taking you through the process of implementing this. So this is almost the the agenda. Uh, it's similar to the agenda for the boot camp, correct? Oh, that actually is the agenda for the boot camp. And oh, I forgot to mention one of the problems when you're helping transform somebody and you're doing it over two and a half days, if it's continuous transformation, like like almost every moment of the day. It, it's sort of like excavating their brain and like it's it's painful um, and they're not going to remember everything. So one of the things we've done recently is I've taken the the Ultimate Crowdway Bootcamp and broke that into six. By the way, if you look, there's six modules there. You can get a hint of where they came from. There are six four-hour credibility boosters. And I did a test drive of the first one and the people in the room gave as the same glowing referrals and recommendations and testimonials from this four-hour session, which didn't excavate their brain cells, as the boot camp in the past. So it's 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 a really interesting as a coach when you're supporting somebody else, if you can make a transformational moment and they get it and they know how to deploy it. It's even if you're only partial part way through your conversation with them. Don't make another one. Just let that stick, figure out how to reinforce it, and call the session short if you need to. 
that's kind of my lesson that I learned. Yeah. As our conversation unfolds, you may be wondering, what is this whole stakeholder center coaching thing? It's a leadership development process that guarantees leaders become both recognized and acknowledged as more effective leaders by key stakeholders in 12 months or less. Nearly 5,000 coaches have been trained in this methodology. The coaching program is designed to build functional expertise from three stages, intellectual, practical, and applicable on the job. In addition to graduating with the most rigorous research-driven coaching methodology on the market, you'll also walk away with measurable coaching results and a lifetime certification to show for it. We don't just believe in what we do. We stand behind it. And that's why we are giving away complimentary access to the first stage of the training to anyone listening to this podcast. Get your very own access code today by visiting mgscc.net forward slash sample dash course. Let's tune back into the interview. Well, I want to share for those of you who are who are just listening in. You know, if you're here watching today, you'll you'll be able to see this. But for those listening in, what we're looking at is a a one page document with some steps going in through a credibility door, with CPOP as our rails, um, and then you go up the stairs, starting with researching you, social media social mediaing you, endorsing you, watching you, and be being you. Um, and all of that contributes towards credibility. And some of the the questions here, like Mitchell said, uh, on the surface, it's very easy to, to disregard them. And I skimmed this, Mitchell, full disclosure, um, in my first pass, despite being familiar with this and despite knowing that the simple with this, with all of this credibility um, information, simple actually means it's going to be a whole lot deeper than I anticipated. I went back to go through some of these in preparation for our, our call. The first one is when you Google your name from an incognito window, what do you see and is it credible? So I pulled it up and guess what? I know what I saw and it was a lot of different things. It's not what I wanted. It's stuff from my musician days. It's mountain biking videos. It's fitness things. It's what I'm doing here. It's what I've done in the past. It's the, anyway, I stumbled already on the first step. Um, and so then I turned to the tactic section and it walks you through what to do to rectify that. Um, and this is all DIY. Of course, there's the boot camp that will actually get you through, hold your hand all the way through it. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you pick this up, I definitely encourage you to go through the steps, uh, one by one, because this is good. This is important stuff for coaches and it's going to make your, um, your job easier describing what you do and attracting the right people to your playground. So Mitchell, you know, I would love to know uh, some case studies on this because I have obviously been, I I'm a big fan, no question. Um, but I know that you've worked with thousands of people on this. What other types of results have you seen with people who go through this process? It's across the board. And I, I'm going to, we'll talk generically, and then I'm going to share the Aaron Wheeler story. What ends up happening when people actually have their CPOP, now this is the 10% that keep it versus the 90% that sort of end up forgetting it, is they end up getting significantly more focused on what's relevant, that that 10%, almost immediately, they're sending me their updated website by the end of the week. 
almost immediately they say, oh, Mitchell, I put my CPOP in the tagline on LinkedIn. And what do you think? Right? And like, like this proud joy. And it's not that, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I get excited with them. But they don't need to do it for me. They're doing it for themselves. I'm just acknowledging that, yep, this looks really good, right? And uh, what was interesting, what I would say theoretically, right? So let's talk about theoretical. Theoretically, I'd say this is your playground. This is you. This is in less than 10 words. Yours is leaders being recognized as measurably more effective. Think about this. Leaders being recognized as measurably, measurably more effective. Like the, the, the person who's listening to that, if they buy into your playground, the first thing they're going to say, what's the measurement? You got them, right? You just talk about what you do with SEC and how do you measure it and what happens. And they're like, I got it. I want that. Done, right? So what I would say is this is the playground you play in. This is really you. It's the essence of who you are. Now, Aaron Wheeler, and you've interviewed Aaron in the first season. Aaron is someone I've been working with, and we, we, I shared uh, with Aaron is I heard his CPOP and shared it with him, and it's fantastic as well. And what Aaron, what may or may not have come up with the interview is Aaron. Aaron played college football, and in playing college football, he ended up with some brain injuries, and also during COVID, he ended up with some heart stuff, which caused the brain things to happen, and so, and actually, I think he admitted to me, and hopefully he's not mad about this, I think he had brain fog when he was talking to you. So he had all these sticky notes on his computer, right? And what what he said to me was, uh, and this isn't a video testimonial, so I'm comfortable sharing, is he goes, Mitchell, I could only remember 25% of what people were saying. And so I had to write down the notes and then take a look at it and see how to respond. And the thing that helped me was having my CPOP and having the written words that tell me more. Because for Aaron, he actually forgot who he was because of the brain fog. And he used the CPOP and the tell me more to remind him who he was. It's sort of like the, remember the matrix where they, you get a thing plugged in the back of your neck and you say, okay, I want to learn karate. He was just reminding himself who he was. And so he's now the quintessential CPOP example because if you forget who you are and you're a coach and your brain and how you speak is really who you are and you forget that for whatever reason, being able to be reminded that on a consistent level is powerful. And he used that. And even during that period, he used to CPOP to close the biggest deal we ever closed. Um, and it was just because he reminded himself who he was, I am the most proud of that. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, a fantastic story. It was episode nine, season one. For those of you who have not seen it, I definitely recommend um, checking it out. And, you know, uh, when he shared that with me, Mitchell, what I thought was fascinating was I remember walking out of that interview thinking this is a really articulate person. He's very thoughtful in his word choice. He's being very methodical in his responses. And then he came back and said, actually, I was I was like, you know, really just hanging on. And I thought, man, not only is that a great showing of character to show up and still give your best, right? But to be able to pull yourself back by saying, look, if I know who I am and I, I just tell the truth about that consistently, everything's going to fall into place. And it did. He came off very, very credible. And I think I think we all have you to thank for that. So kudos. Um, uh, thank you. I, I think that's Aaron and not me, but I'm really glad. And, and this is, but that's the, the essence of your question. 
if every day you wake up and you know the playground you play in, and that's the place you play. And by the way, the other stuff you do that you found, there's nothing bad about having a personal life. That's great. And then just what your job is to put that in context of how you serve the audience you serve. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful tool to just have, I mean, I personally, I would say the real value only comes when you've got it lock, uh, locked and loaded, when it's just a bullet in the chamber, you're ready to go anytime, pull it out um, and stay ready. But, you know, as you're going through this, Mitchell, I'm realizing I might not have been in the top 10%, as you mentioned, because I'm still holding on to my, I don't know, fourth or fifth draft of leaders, executives being recognized and acknowledged is more effective. And we, I did, I modified that to leaders, uh, le executives wanting to be measurably more effective leaders. And that's, it's already, already my bad here. Uh, but I, I want to encourage all of you who are stakeholder center coaches, use that if you like, modify it if you like. I don't have any proprietary rights to it. And hey, if it helps you, use it. But I know, Mitchell, you've got other, at least one other stakeholder center coaches, CPOP. Any, anything you're, you're willing to share that maybe other coaches can glean from? Oh, right, right. Well, let me look because I, I have, some, have some notes. We have my notes. So, I, you know, it was funny. I, I sat down with, uh, with, with Aaron Rilla and we, we just wrote down some, some, uh, some different potential CPOPs. And so, you know, um, I, I like the one that was leaders being recognized as measurably more effective. That's an interesting one. Um, coaches bringing stakeholder-centered coaching to their clients, that only works if if people know of Marshall Goldsmith, right? In that case, because like, if you have to explain it, if somebody says, what's stakeholder-centered coaching? If that's what you want and you're good at it, perfect. Another one that's interesting is leaders wanting to better serve their teams. So what I would say is think about for you, if you're uh, if you're listening to this and this is still intriguing to you and you're still here, first, who is that audience? Um, is it uh, someone that's, is it emerging leaders? Is it leaders? Is it Fortune 500 leaders? Is it like, like narrow that down? And then many, many cases, it's really the pain point that is, that is more attractive than the pleasure point. When you're doing for an organization, lots of times it's the pleasure point because you, you know, if, if you're, if you're representing in this case, you're representing all of the coaches. It's it's and yours is both a pleasure and pain point at the same time, right? Which is kind of a, I love that as well. And and I, I just want to think about you. You look into your tool shed of of how you deploy these tools, and you find fundamentally, if you think about where eighty percent of your revenue comes from, fundamentally, what is the primary problem that was recognized by the client that came to you? What is that fundamental problem? And then that that gets merged into that's part of your CPOP. Yeah, you know, as I as I went through my CPOP and and the recommendations you just provided was exactly what was in the the CPOP course. Um, you know, a big a big aha moment for me was how ineffective it is to say, oh, my target market is leaders, my target market is executives. Um because then you have all your work still ahead of you each time you meet someone, each time you have a piece of marketing collateral, each time you have a sales conversation. But with this, leaders being recognized as measurably more effective, um, for me, that term measurably can only mean involving stakeholders. So I know immediately that when someone says, tell me more, and I say, 
you know, we do this stakeholder center coaching, Marshall Goldsmith, number one. Um, we involve stakeholders. We measure results. If they don't want to do one of those things, that's fine. You know, that's that's target. Uh, that's the, the the third profile of someone who hears this. They might not care, and that's okay. Um, if they're the number two, they'll say, "Oh, okay. Well, how do you do that?" And we go more. And if they're a referral partner, or if there's someone who may be a potential referral partner, then they understand the the impact of this. And one other iteration of the CPOP that we looked at was leaders establishing stakeholder-centered habits. Stakeholder-centered habits, because that is the outcome of of stakeholder-centered coaching is a leader has stakeholder-centered habits. Um, And then also something with stakeholder-centered leaders, executives who want to become stakeholder-centered leaders. But the key takeaway is it tells people in 10 words or less whether they should be um, on your playground or not. And it, it works, uh, wonderfully with, um, with clarity. So coming back to the showing up consistently with clarity worksheet here, Mitchell, um, does someone have to have their CPOP before, um, going on this, this credibility journey? I'm thinking about that for those, if you're watching me, you're seeing my eyes go to the ceiling. And if you're listening, you're like, there's a silence here. And, um, you know, if, you can, I'm going to say mostly yes. I want to say a hundred percent yes, but I, there are people who just know who they are and they're, they're comfortable and they're feeling like they have, they have it. They may not be able to express it in, in 10 words or less. I would say there it's important for most people who I, once again, I'm thinking about if you, if at some point in time, you were, you were a big cheese at a company, you, you've now become this external coach, executive coach, and you don't know where your clients are. You don't know the playground you're playing and you're struggling. If if you can really fine tune that playground, if you could really fine tune, so look at where 80% of your of the revenue either came from or you know is going to come and and fine tune it. Because it's it's so much easier for somebody like you may have friends who really adore you, but they're not going to recommend you if like they know you're going to do well, but the more clear you are, the more clarity you have on who you serve, the easier it is for them to think about who to recommend. And so if you actually have your CPOP, going through the the free gift will make it easier for you to determine that here's a, here, <laughs> this is both good and bad. Right. So, so people come in the room, they, the, the ultimate credible bootcamp, like, oh man, I'm sorry, I'm great. I, I'm sure you are. Now, I've looked at who they are ahead of time because that's part of me being credible is I do research ahead of time and, and I know there's some opportunities for improvement. And, uh, and then once they, once they get their CPOP and then we, we, we let them sit in the playground of their playground of their CPOP and we go, okay, now what do you think this LinkedIn profile says? Does it sound like your CPOP? And they're like, uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> right. And, and it's, there's, it's a combination of do it yourself and do it with you. It's really hard. By the way, the benefit of stakeholder centered coaching is, is, as the leader is, is taking advantage of the fact that they have people who care about them being successful. Well, the same thing is true about you personally. There are people in your world who care about you being successful. Make it easy for them. Just like with stakeholder-centered coaching, 
and you're working with a leader, you're telling them what's the issue or, or opportunity they want they want to fix. In this case, what you want to do is say, hey, this is the world I play in. Could you make sure I stay in that world? Tell me when I'm going outside of my CPOP. Tell me, does my, you know, this is my CPOP. What does my website look like in relation to that? And have somebody else give you the, the truth. And it's, it's very enlightening. Yeah, it's almost it's almost rolling right into stakeholder center coaching to say I want to I would like to be seen as someone who helps leaders being recognized as more measurably more effective. What can I do in the next thirty days to demonstrate this? You know, what can I do on my website to demonstrate this? What can I do in my marketing copy? What can I do in my behavior? What can I do in our relationship? So, um, Mitchell, let me let me ask. Um, I know that you've done a tremendous amount of research in the world of credibility. Um, I see clarity as the, the next big frontier for you. When you look at these two qualities or characteristics, does one necessarily come before the other? Are they worked on in tandem? What's your thoughts? You know, my answer to this would have been different six months ago than it is today. Because I, after doing the... 500 interviews on credibility, I sound the answer towards credibility. And now that I've had the three years of experience of knocking my head against the wall with credibility, what I, and what would happen by the way, is, is when I would talk about credibility, the first thing I would do is focus on clarity because I can't tell the, the great example of having published 750 books, somebody would give me a manuscript and say, what do you think of this book? Is it going to do well? And, and my first question is, what's the purpose? What do you want to use the book for? Do you want it for book sales? Do you want it for, for service sales? Do you want it for product sales? What, what's the purpose? Of it? And without knowing the purpose, I can't tell you if a book's going to do well, right? So now that I've really stepped back, I'm like, it, it, this was the duh moment for me is, oh, well, it, clarity comes first. And it's, it's by the way, this, is, this comes before if we think about the CPOP, it is who, what, who are you going to serve? What, what do they recognize as, as their either pain point or pleasure point? Who, who, what comes before why? Who, what comes before vision statement, mission statement, value statement, unique sell, USP, unique selling, by the way, unique selling, like you don't sell anything, you enroll people, but it, the who, what comes, the CPOP comes before that. Because how do you evaluate all those things unless you know as a credible human, if you don't have clarity to know as a credible human, if you don't have clarity to know as a credible company, who you serve and what is it that they want to either overcome as a pain point or reach as a pleasure point, how can you, nothing else fits into place. So, so clarity actually really is the coming first. And this, like I said, this answer is different now, um, which is three months into me focusing really 100% on, I still focus on credibility, but now clarity is, let me see the player you're playing and now everything else fits into place. And it's now, it's so obvious now, uh, but it wasn't, you know, for three years. Are there anybody, are there uh, groups of individuals who maybe have credibility, but not clarity or clarity, but not credibility or neither or naturally have both? Um, with academics, they actually feel like they already have clarity. Particularly if you've got a PhD and you focused on a doctorate and you focus on a particular, you, you've got clarity on who you are and what you do. What they feel they, they, they want is they, they want credibility. 
So it's just interesting looking at those two different groups. Mitchell, if I'm listening to this today, I am abundantly clear on the value of credibility and the necessity of clarity, but how do I even know if I have credibility today? Wow, well said. You know, I, 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 huh. barring from stakeholder center coaching and doing a 360, why don't you do a DIY, do-it-yourself 360, ask five of the people in your network, who am I? And can you explain it in less than a sentence or two? And see if you get one consistent result or if you get five different results. If you get five different results, you don't have clarity, right? Um, on the credibility side, it's really, it's, it's really hard when you do self-assessments because people always feel that they they have credibility. They feel like they have accountability, right? They, um, and so the, the quality of being credible is, is simply that you are trusted. So do you have people in your network who trust you? That you're known? Do you have people in your network that really knows you? Not, not the thing that you show externally, but that really know you. And are you liked? And, and you're not liked just because you're a boss and you're paying them money. You're liked because you are showing respect consistently and you are um, spreading, their, spreading their ideas. You're a boss and you take your employees' um, stuff. You are not credible, right? Spreading cred dust is sharing other people's ideas, thoughts, and actions. So that's an assessment you can make yourself. You know, you can do, uh, uh, you can do a 360 on credibility as well. But I think if you do the clarity first, and then once you have clarity, then when when you have your CPOP, you can go to your buddies and say, okay, what do you think? How do I show up when I'm in person? Do I do I show up like this is something I do? Where, how would you fix that, right? And it's um, there's this self-assessment. And of course, you could use the tools we have as well. But I, I, I want to make sure that you can do this yourself. This is very easy. It's ask the top five people what they who you are. Then you can next ask the next question. Is, okay, how would I show up better or differently? See what, and listen. Don't you know? Put the listening ears on. You got two of these guys. Put your listening ears ears on. Don't talk. Don't respond. Just listen. Something I've loved in our relationship, Mitchell, is just seeing how uh, steep your learning curve is in terms of what you put yourself through, how much you have uh, taken on, shaped your own thinking style, and adapted that to new information. So you've. Since even I've known you, you have consistently grown your knowledge on credibility and you've become more clear on it. What are you doing today to help other people uh, go through that same journey more quickly? First, I want to say thank you and I'm honored. Um, one of the things that now is in its second uh, iteration is a one-hour asynchronous course, uh, the CPOP course, and you actually went through that. And I'm happy to have it. It's part of the Credit Volume Nation community. And and going through the course, if you really sit back and you're one of those people, you got to sit back and absorb. You really sit back and absorb. It's just chock full of aha moments that if you let it, will help you understand the simplicity of how to show up in the world in a, in a very clear, consistent way that gives you that clarity that people, that, that you can then build your credibility platform around. So- Take the course as one. Um, we do something called credibility boosters. I mentioned that earlier. It's these four-hour credit. Feel free to come to any of those. Um, we do charge for those. So come to those. And right now, I'm working with, hopefully I get to get you involved as well, um, but working with Aaron really to create a 
stakeholder-centered, focused credibility booster to go after, um, to to attract an audience of leaders who are going to find it interesting and get excited about wanting to have a stakeholder-centered coach help them in their journey. So we're creating credibility boosters. So these are these four-hour, and the way I'm doing it is is I'm for those people who end up becoming clarity specialists, so that's the third thing I'm doing is I'm creating a, uh, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, it now says CSS at the end of it. CSS, CCS, Certified Clarity Specialist. <laughs> um, and uh, and so I'm, I'm enrolling people into a, a Certified Clarity Specialist program. And that one is very cool. Just allowing people to have, have clarity is one thing and to be able to share clarity with others is one thing. What's, what I felt was necessary is to also give them a business in a box. So to bundle in lead generation and a tool set and a storytelling way to enroll your clients. So it's it's the stuff that companies will often give you. So I'm, I'm working on that at the moment and are running a group of people through it. And I'd love to, if this is curious, if this is something that's of interest to you, um, part of what you do when signing up for or or get downloading the gift is you could say put me on the waiting list, no obligations, no you know. And what we'll do is keep giving you more information as as we know more, and then talk to other people who are who are going through it and see how it works for them. My goal, Brandon, is what what I realize is simple is not easy, so I'm providing the simple button, and what's I want to make it simple for you to be a stakeholder-centered coach. I want to make it simple for you to be anyone to to be a mostly business coaches. Like I don't know what to do with sports coaches or or other people or health diet coaches. But but with business coaches, I want to make it simple that you can provide value. You can actually this is my favorite term that you asked about earlier to, to actually have client-funded acquisition. So to provide an opportunity where your clients are actually paying you to get to know you, to decide if they actually want to, to buy more of you, right? And and so I'm bundling that in, into the program. And it, it, right now it's one super huge experiment. Um, I'm hoping our experiments become super huge successful and, and those that are involved are going to help. And if this is at all of interest to you, I'd, I'd be happy to, at the moment, I'd be happy to have the conversation because we're still building all of the all the tools and approaches to make it successful. Well, that was three things. CPOP course, um, credit, uh, the, the booster, the credibility booster, and then the clarity specialist program. And if somebody wanted to be a part of this, join it, even watch or follow what you're doing, where would they go? You know, the easiest, uh, go to my website, mitchelllevy.com. Cause I talk about all of those elements, uh, there and, uh, you could book time directly on the calendar or you could, you can end up joining. I've got a I've got newsletters. Um, one of the easiest is on Substack, but all of that is referenced. Uh, I think I mentioned to you one of the newsletters on Substack. Uh, that's a, you can get it for free, and if you end up paying ten dollars a month, you end up also getting you get to negate the thirty-five dollars a month that it costs for Credibility Nation. So you get free access to Credibility Nation for life. So it's this Mitchell Levy newsletter, and that's the my goal there in that newsletter. It's called Staying Relevant. With Mitchell Levy. So what I'm curious about is, well, what happens when AI does our job? What happens when robots do our jobs? What happens when you're getting older or you get pushed out of a company and you're doing your own thing? How do you still stay relevant? 
And so those are the topics I'm addressing in the newsletter. So if that's of interest to you, you know, sign up, whether it's free or 10 bucks a month, sign up for the newsletter. Um, but get your CPOP. Get your CPOP. And I, I'm very curious. I love hearing what people's CPOP are and and then seeing how they show up in the playground that they that they actually say they play. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Mitchell, for your time. Um, as we wrap up here, could you let our listeners know how they could get in touch with you if they have more questions on clarity, on credibility, on this this tool or Credibility Nation? How do people get in touch with you? The, like I said, the easiest, no, I, I'm also a LinkedIn person. So you could go to Mitchell Levy on LinkedIn or MitchellLevy.com. And then there, the menu structure will bring you to whatever question you might have. And and you know, the cool part, if you're like, hey, I got to talk to Mitchell, not a problem. Uh, in Mitchell Levy, there's direct access to my calendar and just book time on the calendar. Perfect. And for those of you who are on the road or at the gym, that's MitchellLevy.com, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-L-E-V-Y.com, MitchellLevy.com. Uh, thank you so much, Mitchell. If you are listening at home and you'd like to ask a question or recommend a guest, send me an email to podcast at mgscc.net. And remember, if you liked the tool and you're interested to know more about it, you can get it for free at mgscc.net forward slash coach dash toolbox, mgscc.net forward slash coach dash toolbox. And we'll have all of the links, including Mitchell's social and contact information in the description below. If you are a certified stakeholder center coach, you already have all of these tools inside of your SCC portal that you can go and grab anytime. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Mitchell Levy, thank you for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Coaches and for sharing this tool, showing up consistently with clarity. This has been another episode of our series, Conversations with Coaches by Stakeholder Center Coaching, where we believe everyone deserves a stakeholder-centered leader. Thank you for joining the conversation. And until next time, keep learning, keep improving, and keep taking your coaching skills to the next level.